Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. There's so much to miss about dating in the before times, but it isn't even just the normal dates themselves. It's the unexpected thrill of meeting someone new when you weren't even looking or expecting it. The awkwardness of a blind date, picking up the check when they forget their wallet, that first kiss. Vaccination is the most effective way to help prevent COVID-19 and get back in the dating game. Find COVID-19 vaccination locations near you at vaccines.gov. That's V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S dot gov and get back in the game. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Really excited for today's episode. It's with Lev Fur. I actually went on his podcast first, which you should check out our episode and then listen to this because we argued a shit ton on his. I feel like we argued less on this episode today, but you'll still see that I disagree with a lot of things he says, particularly the fact that all women work in marketing, but you'll have to listen to figure that out before we get into it. I just want to say that our merch finally launched and I'm so excited about it. Like I'm losing my mind of excitement. It's all on the Dear Media website and you can find the links in my bio, on my Instagram, my personal or We Met at Acme's Instagram. So check it out. Hopefully it's not sold out by now and you can get some great merch. We have stuff for women, stuff for men, stuff for your dog, whatever you will love it. Um, My personal favorite is our cropped hoodie. It says therapy on the background. And you know, I love therapy. So I'm obsessed with that. Also, I feel like, I don't know if you could tell, but like my voice has been forever changed since my pneumonia. This always happens to me. Like my voice gets an octave lower every time I've ever been sick or lost my voice. And I'm really over that. But we're going to get right into this solo before we get into Lev. I need to talk to you about Sex Life. I've been dying to talk to you about this show. If you're like, what are you talking about? She's about to tell us about her sex life. Not really, kind of. This show is called Sex Life. It's on Netflix. It's with an actress named Sarah Shahi. I believe she was in The L Word with this guy named Adam Demos and Mike Vogel, the guy who played her Blake Lively's love interest in A Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, if you know, you know. And if you haven't seen this show, you might want to skip ahead. But honestly, either way, you should listen because I feel like this is important. It's got a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I have to say, for good reason. This show is so fucking dumb. Like, let's just be real here for a second. This, like, the script is awful. It's not that well written, but it is the most entertaining thing I have ever seen. It is basically about this girl, Billy, who is married to this guy, Cooper, and they have two kids, and that's kind of how it starts out. And It seems like everything's fine, except like you can tell there's not a lot of passion and like sex happening. And then she starts to think about this guy who she had crazy sex with, who had this like monster dick, which by the way, was a prosthetic dick. Like that wasn't a real dick in in episode three. Like everyone who thinks it's real, do some Googling. It is not real. Anyway, she starts to fantasize about this guy that she used to fuck In my opinion, he looks like Adam Newman from WeWork and I can't get that out of my head. Like, I'm like, oh my God, Adam Newman. He's not attractive to me, but like I can see the appeal. He's tall and Australian. So like, duh, that'll do it. And got very sexual energy. And like all she could think about is her 
sex with him in the past and like her passion with him while she's married to this guy who's like stable and steady and loves her and like loves his job and loves his kids, but like doesn't do it for her sexually. And like, she's like, oh, like let's have sex. And he's like, no, no, you know, it's like that typical. Um, And so she fantasizes about this guy. And then this guy like comes back into her life Weirdly enough, her friend Sasha on the show is hooking up with him, which no one ever addressed is the weirdest thing ever. If you've one best friend and the one best friend is hooking up with your ex, like, bro, that's not your best friend. That's really fucked up. And she's like, oh yeah, well, like the sex was good. And like, and then she forgives her immediately and like goes on with her life. Very weird. This guy, Brad, um, I don't want to call him Adam Newman, but we'll call him Brad because that's his name on the show. Brad, like, I guess is still into Billy. Um, and so he like tries to draw her in. He texts her, he videotapes or like FaceTimes her while he's having sex with her friend and makes her watch. Well, she watches, he doesn't make her, which is just really fucking gross. Then she tells the friend that she watched and the friend's like, okay, whatever. What? Okay. But talking big picture here, The idea is that like you have to choose between the like boring, stable guy and the really interesting hot sex that treats you badly. Guess what? That's not fucking true. Also, you wouldn't get two kids deep with somebody that you were bored by and like didn't like and were just choosing because they were stable. Like that doesn't happen. I mean, maybe it happens and I'm really sad about that and to hear that, but... I really don't think that you have to choose. Like, is there always going to be like one person from your past who was like a piece of shit who the sex was good with? For sure. But I mean, the level of shittery that this guy did to her, like this Brad, when they were dating, she had a miscarriage and then he ditched her and was like, I can't do this. We're done. And then cheated on her. And then he broke up with her because of the way she handled him cheating and leaving. Like it was just so crazy. So to even think that she was contemplating being with him after this and he's like, I've changed. He hasn't fucking changed. Like no one. And by the way, even if he had no one that treated you that way should ever get a second chance. So like the fact that she was even contemplating it is so crazy. She ends up like treating her husband like shit and like kind of basically pursuing Brad or letting him pursue her. And then it just becomes like all twisted. The husband's all fucked up. He like reads her diaries or journals, which like, why are you writing a journal? Uh, Who like, who still writes a journal? I don't know. Maybe people do. I have no idea. And then like, he tries to like get head at a sex party to like get back at her. It's just so dumb. Like it's so wild. And like, I get it. Like, you know, like, it's less exciting to be a mom in the suburbs and more exciting to be having sex and going out in the city. Like that's without a doubt, but like your life changes and you evolve. And like, I think the moral of the story here is that Cooper, Billy's husband, just like was boring and sucked and she made a bad choice. And sometimes I think like a lot of women actually will choose this like safe bet after going on like a wild, scary, toxic ride with somebody. And they'll choose them just because they're safe, not because of the chemistry and like the fun they have together. And that I will say is dangerous. And that like I would never do or never want to do, but that will fuck you up later. And like that will definitely lead to you wanting to cheat and fantasizing. But then also the way that it ends is like, her showing up at Brad's being like, let's have sex, but I'm not leaving my husband. What? Like, obviously they did that to have a sequel or whatever, but it's like, no, like you don't get the best of both worlds. Like your husband's not going to just let you fuck the guy who you had great sex with before they met you and also be their wife and mother of their kid. Like that just doesn't happen unless you enter into that relationship in an open relationship. But I mean, the whole thing was like a little a little too much for me. And I didn't feel like Billy was a likable character at all, which upset me. I thought like, if anything, Cooper was more likable. 
And Brad was even more likable, even though he was like cheating and disgusting. So I don't know about that, but I would say that um, she made a bad husband choice and it affected her in the long run. And like she should have noticed before she had two kids with him. And if she was really unhappy, she should have left him anyway, but not necessarily for Brad. Anyway, making out with tongue versus not making out with tongue. There's no such thing as making out if there's no tongue involved. This needs to stop. You can't make out with someone without tongue. I keep hearing about this on dates. You go out on a date, they make out with you, quote unquote, at the end without tongue. That's fucking weird. If you're going to make out, open your mouth and use your tongue. If not, it's not a make out. It's a peck. So that's that. Lastly, the rules, we talked about the rules on Instagram for dating. There's a highlight on our We Met at Acme Instagram. Click it. You'll see what the rules for women dating men are and for men dating women. A lot of people were asking, okay, so what are the rules when you're actually dating? Like when you're official? Great question. The rules kind of loosen up when you're official. And I'd hope they did because if you had to follow all these rules when you're official, like, is it really a good match? Probably not. But the rules are really just around like putting your partner first and communicating, like communicating well and assuming the best of your partner. Like the worst thing that you could do is like set your partner up to fail. And we talked about this in our episode with Mark Groves. Like you should set your partner up to win every time. You should, you know, if you have something like negative to say to your partner, say it in private, like don't say it in front of like their parents or your parents or whatever. Like don't ever threaten them. I think also like, and again, like I'm traditional and you can come for me and that's fine. But like if your partner wants to have sex and you're not like completely tired or like really over it, like do it, you know, like and vice versa, like not in a way that you feel pressured or uncomfortable or like borderline being taken advantage of. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, if your partner wants to do it, like fucking do it. Like it takes two seconds. You're going to feel better after it brings you closer. And like, I really think, and I'm not married. So like, you know, don't hold me to it, but that's like the key to a successful long marriage is like, you know, if they're not getting it from you, then they're going to get it from someone else and vice versa. Like if I want to have sex with my partner and he's like, no, that's a fucking bummer. Like obviously every now and then like you can say no to your partner, duh. But like sometimes it takes two seconds to just like, you know, it's like you're in this and like, that's like a love language. It's like the same thing with like, if your partner wants a kiss, like you don't say no, like that's me. If your partner wants a hug, like you don't, say no. Like, you know, I feel like those are really important things. And also like take a breath before you react to your partner. Don't ever go through their phone. I mean, like, and if you have to go through their phone, that's a serious red flag. And like, don't keep score. Don't ever like hold a grudge. Don't say like, oh, well, I did this. So you did that. Like, don't curse at each other. Don't ever go to bed mad, but everybody knows that. And just like, don't be mean to them. Like treat them like you treat your best friend. And that's really important. And I think like those are, you know, rules for a good relationship and think of them like all the time. Like every time I'm out grocery shopping, I'm like, what can I get my partner that like he'll love today? You know, it's like always treat them like you're still dating them. Never get too comfortable. and. That's all I got. I'm excited for you to listen to this episode. Our merch is finally launched and I'm so excited. I could not have done it though without Issue. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from lookbooks like for me or marketing materials, flipbooks, brochures, presentations, and so much more. PDFs are just totally outdated and we all know it. And Issue makes content better. It actually works seamlessly with tools you already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. 
I personally had so much help from Issue to figure out the lookbook and the entire launch behind my merch. And it was so helpful. All you have to do is make it once and then it distributes everywhere without reformatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, graphic designers, anyone who wants to make content that stands out. If you love my merch, if you love the work we did, you should really try Issue for yourself and your own merch or just your own projects for work, whatever it might be. You can actually use it for free or you can use the premium features that give you a little bit more of a customized experience. If you get started with Issue today for free or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME. That's I-S-S-U-U.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issuu.com slash podcast and promo code ACME. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm actually anemic, which means I have an iron deficiency. And it also means that I need a lot more vitamins in my life than I realize. So I needed to take something every day and I just didn't know what would be the best thing for me. I discovered Ritual and what's so amazing is it's a multivitamin that fills all the gaps in my diet for me. So there's like no shady additive stuff. It's just high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. I always know what I'm taking when I take Ritual and the multivitamins are delivered to my door every month with free shipping always, no matter what. I can start, snooze, or cancel my subscription anytime. Like if I'm traveling or I'm just like, eh, I don't want to be healthy this month. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You can get your key nutrients without the BS with 10% off during your first three months. If you visit ritual.com slash Acme to start your ritual today. It is vegan certified, non-GMO, gluten and allergen free. Again, there's no additives and the tabs are minty fresh. So after you pop them in, you'll be like, damn, that was an amazing aftertaste. Go to ritual.com slash Acme and start your ritual today. Hey there. Have you ever wanted to learn how to overcome your health challenges, level up in life and become your best self? Want business, beauty, and bite-sized wellness tips from the best? My name is Tara Mackey, the best-selling author and entrepreneur who's here to help you live better on my show, Bold and Brilliant. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe so you don't miss a moment. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Tara A. Mackey or on Facebook at The Organic Life. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with comedian Lev Fur. Hey. Yo, yo. What's going on? So is your real name Lev Fur or is it it's, shortened? That is the way shortened version of it. I have like two first names. Like What's a very the, like long... give us the real long name. No way. What do you there's I, I chose a name for a reason. What? <laughs> yeah. That's you don't think that's name. gonna be on your, your Wikipedia one day? Like your real name? I don't know. That's actually a good question. You know? Maybe. But it's for it's just so long and Jewish. It's a whole thing, you know. Fine, I'll, fine, fine. Yeah. Doesn't Lev mean something in Hebrew? Yeah, it means heart. That's beautiful. Yeah, Lev, how old are you, and where are you from? Twenty four from uh, down south. I was raised in North Carolina, and then the week I turned eighteen, I moved to New York to do stand up. So I've been here ever since. Awesome. I didn't go to college, so you got to do the math on how long it's. Been. I feel like there's like a. Are there a lot of Jews in North Carolina? No. I mean, especially after I left, there's there's none left. <laughs> I Actually, I know one and I went to camp with him and he was like my camp boyfriend. Oh, really? Um, but he, I'm pretty sure he's the only other Jew from North Carolina. So. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, until I moved here, I kind of had no concept of like other people. You know what I mean? Because everybody yeah. I grew up with was like vineyard vines fucking white people Mm -hmm. once i moved to new york i was like oh that's what we are like i'm seeing jews and i'm seeing gay people for the first time i'm like this is this is amazing there's you know it was like it was like a shock to see everybody that's amazing um 
And I have to ask, we didn't talk about it when I was on your podcast, but I already know that you're going to be like, oh, who cares? It's bullshit. But I have to know, when's your birthday? Oh, man. We're doing this Mm -hmm. uh, December 15th. Okay. You're a Sag. Yeah. And what is your current relationship status? Uh, I've been in a relationship for like a year and a half. Okay. We talked about that a little bit on your podcast and we're going to get into it on this one. Um, And when is her birthday? This is the real test. Her birthday is July 24th. She's a Leo. You guys are a good match. Are we? What's the scoop there? Um, Leo and Sag, you guys are both fire signs. So like you're just both kind of intense and and outgoing, which is great. She's a much more, um, I would say, pleasant, relaxed personality than me. Mm-hmm. Which I, I can think see helps. that because, like, with the horoscope stuff, I got to be honest, I buy into a lot of it pretty hard. Because, mm-hmm. like, everything I read about Sagittarius is, I'm like, yeah, that's that lines up perfectly, right? It's also like the sign most likely to be a comedian and shit. Like, it's hard to tie down all the, you know, mm-hmm. as you can tell, I've had a few ex girlfriends, but I didn't know that it was the sign most likely to be a comedian. I love that. Yeah, it's very like uh, very honest people. Typically, I think you know who's a Sagittarius comedian. I want, I want to say, um, what's his name who hosted the Tonight Show before Jimmy Fallon? Uh, Leno, no, Letterman, mm-hmm. Leno, an- another one of those hosts. Who else, um, had the, who else had the Tonight Show? I mean, way before them was Johnny Carson. No, it's a different late night host. He's like, he's handsome and tall. And Are you thinking built. of Kimmel? No. It'll it'll handsome, come to tall, me. and built a comedian. I swear, John. I want to say his first name is John. Is this possible? All right. There's there was Craig Ferguson, Jimmy Kimmel, James Corden, uh, Stephen Colbert, now Fallon, Jay Leno, David Letterman. I don't know anybody else except for the 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 OG Johnny Carson. Passed that. I don't know. It'll come to me though. I promise. So tell us a little bit about how you met your partner oh it was very romantic i messaged her at 1 a.m on instagram and just wrote (laughs) nyc question mark and then about a day later she wrote yes that's hysterical (laughs) and then i was like that's really it and i was like do you want to get a drink we went to grab drinks at this like cool little i used to live in the east village Uh there's this place like ferns there's like mirrors on the back and i didn't know this but the whole time i apparently i was checking myself out in the mirror (laughs) <laughs> and she was like so disgusted by that that like on our first date she was like, "All right, I'm never seeing this guy again. I'm gonna hook up with him tonight, and then I'm never talking to him." But she's like, "I came in from Brooklyn, so I'm at least gonna get some dick." And uh, that was it. I love that. I also feel like, do you think that she thought that because because we didn't talk about this on on your podcast, but because the way that you asked her out was sliding into her DMs? Maybe, but the thing was, she was already following me. Mm-hmm. Like on Insta, I guess she heard me on a podcast or something. Mm. But that's kind of, I've always operated out of that place of like, I'm, I'm never the type of guy to walk up to women and bother you or like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the start talking to you at the bar guy. Mm. Like I'm the, I need a green light from you. So I know I'm not annoying you. You know what I mean? I need you to either be following me or like say something or give me a look at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need like a thumbs up to say something. But I, I think that could have been a part of it. I think in general, too, especially at that time in my life, like I was very much like sleeping around a ton. And uh, I think it would be pretty easy to go on a date with me. And this douche in a leather jacket shows up and you're like, oh, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, that's like my whole vibe. And you're so you're 24. How old is she? She's uh, she's 26, about to be 26. So Ooh, she's an on older her way woman. out. I know. That's how they all are, though. It's it's hard for me to date women like younger or around my age. Interesting. Do you think that you're mature for your age? I oh, you put me in this position to just sound like <laughs> such a dickhead. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I read Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. <laughs> no, um, yeah, well, I think I kind of didn't have a choice because you know I didn't go to school. I I moved here, and within like a a month of being in New York, like I was doing, you know, I was running all around the city until like four in the morning doing fucking open mics. And then I would, I got into like underground poker games, like playing with the mob. Like I was just a wild kid. So when you're around like that, 
you grow up really quickly, hopefully, or you end up like in jail. But yeah, I think it's great to start living your life at 18 because if you do it right, it forces you to kind of become an adult. You're like, oh, shit, this is what taxes are and I'm not going to pay them. Like, you just kind of figure <laughs> shit out quick, you know? No, I agree. Um, I think it definitely says something about you that you have a girlfriend who's two years older and that she hasn't, you know, broken up with you yet. Like, that's a big deal. <laughs> I feel time. like I I dated someone who was a year younger and I just, I felt it. Like, I felt it really? all the time. Yeah. And it was so crazy. And I feel like if you feel it, like, if you feel it, it's not good. Also, I have some good news for you. I found out the person I was talking about, Mm. John Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had, uh, what's it called? He was uh, on Comedy Central, though. Yes. But it it was The Daily Show. Right, but it was still a show, and he is a Sagittarius. Yeah, Yeah, I've met John. He's he's a cool guy. I have not met him, but that's good to know. He's still, he's he's pretty attractive for an older man. Good looking guy, yeah. Good looking guy, good looking guy. So we have all of these questions for you. Like, I don't even know where to get started, but... Um, Wait, can I ask you real quick? Yeah. What, can you think of a moment where you're like, you felt this guy being younger than you? Because I, I almost wonder yes. if part of it was like, uh, like in, it, a you thing too, of like in your own head about it. Interesting. Okay. So a few things. The first moment was, and by the way, I've dated two different people who were a year younger than me. And so I'm like combining the two people. Yeah. The first moment was when this person had like not figured their career out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a huge turnoff. And that was, yeah, that was a huge thing because I just like, I had mine and I was so excited about it. And I just, I felt like I couldn't be excited to them about it. Yeah. And so that was that was a big one. Um, they Isn't also that the ha- worst? You, you can't share like, like you're like, oh, I'm doing this thing because it almost feels right. like you're just bragging in somebody's face. Exactly. When, yeah. As opposed to being like, I'm doing this. And they're like, and I'm doing this. And like, we're both right. doing it. Another thing was they hadn't like worked on themselves at all. And I don't know how you feel about therapy, but like I am a big fan of it. And they just like were anti like looking within being, yeah. you know, dealing with some shit from Are they Italian. <laughs> no, I, I like, I feel bad. I can't saying, look like, within. I always got to keep my eyes out there. Literally. Um, no, uh, but they were, they did come from a culture, which was like not therapy, not right, pro therapy. Right. And then also just like timeline shit. Like I, um, like we would talk about it and they would be like, yeah, like in like five years, I would like consider that, you know, and I was like, wait, like in two years, I'm trying to consider that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So those are the ways that I felt it. But like, that could have also been a me thing. I mean, like maybe if I was still figuring out my career, if I had like less of a timeline, then like it would have worked, but just did it. It's like just when I didn't think that I could love Sakaar more, they come out with the Sakara Metabolism Super Bar. I've never had anything so delicious. It's beyond. It is so good. And it's like chocolatey, but good for you. And I mean, you can just grab them and go. They're small. Like they'll fill you up on the go for a snack. Like I'm obsessed. But honestly, everything Sakara has is unbelievable. They've got organic, ready-to-eat meals made with powerful plant-based ingredients. And they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. I am not big on plant-based foods. In fact, I don't even know where I would get started. But Sakara makes it so much easier for me because they basically do that for me. They have an amazing menu of chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and everything changes weekly so you never get bored. Plus, you could switch out if there's something that you like better than something else. Along with their delicious plant-rich meals, they also offer daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas. I personally love their detox tea to support my nutrition. You can also experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder or their bars, which I mentioned. It's made with organic raw cacao and it works to boost your energy, eliminate bloating, minimize your sugar cravings, and reduce 
fatigue. Sakara offers our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme and enter code Acme20 at checkout. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme. Get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme and try the bars. Okay, this parlays into you DMing your now girlfriend. What do guys think about women shooting their shot in the Insta DM? Oh my god, I, I did. I I tweeted this. I was like, anytime a woman shoots her shot, it goes into the crowd and kills a kid. It's like <laughs> you guys are just so bad at it. That's it's, really funny. Insane how like women are so fucking bad at shooting shots. Like the one move that every chick is doing now is like they try to be shitty to you or mean to you. Oh, like the, they, the negging or something? Yeah, but now it's like, it's become like not even negging. Now it's like, I'm just going to be mean. Like, it's like, like they figure like negging's not enough now. And it's just like, I posted a, a screenshot on my Insta of this. Like, this, this is like the kind of shit I'll get now. I, I can read this to you really quick. It was, uh, this girl goes, I don't like your podcast, but you're hot. Do you want to hang out? And So stupid. I responded, I'm not into your look and I can't stand the company you work for. Love your podcast, though. Like, because I'm just like, if you're going to just be a shithead to me, like, yeah. I'm not going to just take it. You know what I okay, mean? Okay. Okay. So, but, but what do you think about it in general? If for some miracle, it's like a good, you know, it's a good line that they've said. Like, are you, are you, you supportive know of that? Yeah, of course. I, I, especially as a guy who's like, again, the, I don't want to bother you guy. Like, I love when a chick, like, throws a layup or, like, lets me know she's interested. But I really think, like, women are wasting time. And men do this, too, of going, like, what should I say? What line should I say? And it's 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 as simple as this. If the person is attracted to you and, like, is interested in the potential of meeting you, it doesn't matter what the hell you say. Just You can just literally say hello. Unless, it, yeah, unless you're being an asshole. Yeah, it's like, but if, you, if you're if you just a, a a girl and you think a guy's attractive and you're on his Insta, if you just DM him, hey, if he's into the idea of possibly meeting you, he'll look at his boys and go, yo, look at what this chick just messaged me. And right, you just right. said, hey, but that's it. Right. So it's like, it doesn't matter. There's no key that's going to like make a dude that's like above you in status, like click, unless he's just into you and attracted to you. Yeah. Like, just po- start posting your thirst traps and throw out those hellos. That's really all you got to do. Agreed. So you are dating this wonderful girl or woman rather. And so has she <laughs> met your family and like your siblings, assuming you have siblings? Yeah, she has. She's um, she's actually the first person I've dated who has met family of mine. And honestly, it wasn't like a very big deal. I don't think that's like a huge deal. Like I'm supposed to meet her dad soon. And I I don't have any like worry about it. Like I, to me, the whole parent thing that people always put this pressure on. Like I want my parents to like this person. It's like I couldn't give less of a shit if my parents really didn't. okay. Because the question was going to be like the thoughts that go through a guy's head when they're introducing this like new partner to their parents. But you you don't care what your parents think. You don't I, want them to here's like the her. Thing. You, of course, like we all want to be liked and you want your partner to be liked by everybody, right? Like that's the idea. But in in the real world, like, you know, I know people who their parents don't approve of who they date. And it's so, and even if it's just for like some bullshit reason, like not like a, hey, this person has this problem, you know what I mean? And it like will weigh on the person hearing that. And to me, it's like, well, look, you don't have to date this person. So I don't really care if you like them or not. Like, I just think a certain point in an adult's life, you have to understand, like, you kind of have to stop pulling for your parents' approval and you have to do, like, what's best for you in your life. So that's very much one thing that falls into it for me because it's like... Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's so easy to like someone. Like, if your parents don't like them, then, like, there has to be something to, like, at least, you know, investigate. that's, That's so funny to me because, like... I, my parents are immigrants, so yeah. it's the complete different thing. I have to warn my partner, hey, you might not like these people mm. because they're like my parents are both huge narcissists. Like, Im- like you know what I mean? They uh, immigrant parents are just 
they just want you close so they can continue to abuse you. And they don't know it's abuse. Like they just, it's just how they grew up. To them, mm-hmm. they're like, we're doing way better than our parents. You know what I mean? But it, it, to me, it's the opposite thing. It's like, my family is crazy and fucked up. So I don't try, I don't, like, they're the last people I'd look at and be like, what do you think? You know? Right. Like you almost want them to not like your partner because they're going to be so different. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, and it's not like my parents are some lunatics or whatever, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, at least I can't medically prove it. But <laughs> it's like, I don't really, it's like, I know you. I grew up with you. I know how you're fucked up. So it's like, why would I, why would I care if you like approve or disprove of this person? I just, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, that's fair. I I think like, I didn't think of it like that. Like it, it depends on what your parents are like or like why, yeah. sh- it, how much you value their opinion or not. Right. Do you think that, so we talked about this a little bit. I was saying how like I felt the age of a person I had dated because they like didn't really know what was going on in their career. Do you think that that's related to when a man like gets serious about dating is like when their career is in line, like when they're feeling confident in that area of their life? I'm sure there's a correlation there. I'm Mm -hmm. sure I because like I'm thinking of like two of my uh, closest friends. I mean, like it's the same thing with the way it dates. Like when you move here at a young age, like your friends are all older, too. Right. But like my closest friends are like all in their 30s. And I noticed the two of them that are looking to settle down now, they're definitely now at a point where they're like either uh, things are starting to really happen for them in their careers or, you know, it's like approaching that place. I think there is a correlation, but I also think that correlation might just be like men getting older, like, because I'm sure there are tons of guys who start making real money at their jobs and they're still like, let's go bang some 20 year olds at Soho Grand. You know what I mean? Like Mm. that I'm sure it's both of it, but it's, it's just a man's duty to mature. And, you know, some people just don't rise to that in terms of, we talked about this on my show. Like, so, you know, some people think, a lot of men think that the epitome of like what's going to be good for them is that primitive drive to right. bang a lot of people. Right. But you realize once you have that and you've done that, you should settle for one part and try to build a good thing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know where you stand on kids or whatever, but I, I kind of feel like most people, it is probably best for you to try to start a healthy family and like be a good uh parent and and be a part of your community and do all these things. I feel like men should rise to that role. And I I also think like that probably makes most women happy as well, just in terms of, because I have a lot of friends in their thirties who are women that, you know, they start to hit 40 and then it's birthday parties for the cats. And it's like, that's all just (laughs) motherly instinct, just being misdirected. Mm -hmm. But obviously do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But I think just most people, that's probably what suits 80% of the population. Yeah. This is an interesting one. I feel like comes up all the time. How soon, and I know that, and we talked about this on your podcast, like it took you longer than usual to decide if you wanted to make things official with your partner. But how soon does a guy know when they want to pursue a relationship with a girl, would you say? Well, you and I have very different opinions on this because if... For you, you're like, give it give it 48 hours. If he's not in love, <laughs> then it's over. Three months or less. <laughs> I think, honestly, though, if I think at 30, if I was a, a woman, I would have a very similar approach. Because it's also like, you don't have, if you want to have kids or whatever, you don't have as much time to fuck around and like, you know. Right, but if you were 30 and a guy, would you have the same approach? Well, it depends. Am I a guy who wants to be in a relationship or am I not? You know, it's also like, I'm talking all this shit now at this point in my life about like, yeah, you should be with a good woman. But who knows? Like this, this gal might like cheat on me. And then by 30, I'm like single forever. Like, you know what I mean? Like you sure. never know. But um, I think in general, I don't think you can always put a timestamp on when a guy is going to be ready. Because like I was like a, with my chick for a year before I was like, okay, all right, let's do it. And that took a lot of self-talk. I mean, before I said, I love you to my girl for the first time. I remember laying there in bed and processing and going, okay, what does that mean to say that to her? Mm-hmm. And it means, okay, you can't talk to your exes anymore. You have to push away the possibility that you and your 18-year-old ex are going to, you know, try again in the next year. Like, you have, like, the responsibilities that come with that, like, you know, being a proper partner, 
you owe them more. I, I was having, I sat there for 30 minutes, just like while she's asleep next to me. Yeah. Has no idea. I'm having like a breakdown. But like, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. So I think in general, I almost think you got to give men as much time as possible to to kind of sort through that and find that, that in themselves if they're going to find it. And like the one thing I credit my chick with so much is she was just like such a gangster about not bringing it up. Like she waited nine months before she was like, is this going anywhere? And like, it, as a man, it put me on this footing of like almost insecure on my end. I'm like, does she does she not want to date me? Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like the less you give him, the less I think the less you pressure a guy to be get into a relationship, like the better results you're going to have. I if agree it, with that. That I for sure agree with. I just think that you waiting like nine months or a year, whatever it was to make things official with her and your explanation of it is so relative to your age, which like is, I'm not like age shaming you by any means. I'm just saying like, if like a 24 year old guy, like why should they be in a relationship? You know, like they're fucking 24. Like they're not even in their mid twenties yet. And so I think like the default is to not be in a relationship. So it's almost takes like convincing to get yourself to be in one. Whereas if you're like a 30 year old guy, you're thinking like, you know, you have more on your side in terms of like taking it seriously. You're like, okay, I don't want to be like a dad for the first time when I'm 40. I should probably start to cultivate something with someone. I like, you know, my best years are behind me almost. Like going out now is kind of creepy. You know, it's like- Okay, but let me ask you this. And I agree. I think that age plays a relevancy to it because on her end as well, she in her head, she's like, all right, I'm 25 or, or 24 at the time or whatever. She's like- there's other guys I could see, you know, I could see how these Wall Street bros party. Like she doesn't necessarily have a, a huge pressure to lock down. No, at that no point pressure either. either, either, which is yeah. probably why she waited like nine months or whatever. Yeah. But what percent, let's say the average 30 year old guy just, you know, in New York, like decent job. What percentage of those guys do you think are going through that self revelation that you just described? If you had to guess. I think more than we give credit for. I think that like, like my, my boyfriend has like a group of friends that are single, but I know for a fact that like, ideally they'd like to like meet someone great and be in a relationship. Like, I think it goes through a certain, like it gets to a certain point where you're like, you know, I'm not like proud of partying every weekend and like, you know, going to a rave and doing Molly in Brooklyn. Like it would be nice if I met someone like, that was like dope enough to make my girlfriend, you know, I just don't think it's talked about as much. Well, I, here's the thing is like, when you said um, the default for like young guys, like 24, like why would they even be in a relationship? When I think of like my younger friends or like I grew up with, I think universally all men at their core, like they have this kind of uh, hapless dream of like, I would love to meet just a great chick and be in a good relationship. But typically like that's the underlying desire, right? But every action they do is the opposite of that. Every guy I know who's in his 30s that's like, man, I would love to just meet a great chick. This spends all day swiping on Hinge looking for 22-year-olds that I'm and I'm like, dude, it's not going to work. Like that's it's right. a kid. Like it's not right. You know what I mean? So, and I, I've had to have this conversation with multiple friends. I'm like, look, if you want a relationship, then you have to start qualifying these people way ahead of time. So you're not just showing up on all these dates, wasting your fucking time. Like your your, your time should matter, like who you're actually going to meet up with. And you got to figure out like what matters to you. And I also think a lot of men don't understand that like choosing a partner, it, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, it really comes down to making a choice and going like, which is the best choice for me? What's going to make my life better? What, you know, who can I grow with? Who am I not going to have bullshit fights with? Who's confident and secure enough to hold their end of the relationship, you know? But a lot of dudes I know, they're in their 30s, even 40s, and they're still doing that. Like, you know, they think they want that relationship, but they're really going to these fucking bars until 3 a.m., like looking for a straggler. And I'm like, well, that's not going to make it happen, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't know why they do that. I guess guys self-sabotage also. Well, it's a, it, I think it just comes down to this. And, it, you know, there's the equivalent on women's side as well. But a lot of it is just people don't often take the time to really self-analyze and, mm-hmm. and self-reflect and figure out their feelings. Especially and, guys. Sure, but you guys do it too. Like... Uh, every woman I know is in therapy and yet they have zero self-awareness about their 
their emotions or like their issues. You know what I mean? Probably because like, they're like every getting girl blocked in out therapy, every weekend, which like negates therapy. Yeah. And then, and then like, I mean, how many girls in New York city are like, they go to therapy twice a week and yet none of them can have sex sober. And like, they have to, everything has to involve alcohol. And like, they go, they always go for men that it's impossible to sustain a relationship with because these men are not in that category of like, have they done the work? Have they done the fucking hard conversations with yourself of like wanting to grow? And that's the thing is, that's just not most people. So the truth is, if you are lucky enough to fall into a good relationship that's actually good, you have to like really be grateful. Like once a day, you should be like, take yeah. a second be like, man, this is great. Because it's, it's so unlikely. Nobody owes mm. you that. It's so true. What are things that would work, but also things that would not work in terms of a girl approaching a guy when out? Oh man, you know, I think this ties back to the DM thing. It's just a yeah. lot of it just co- comes down to attraction because men are so physical. Yeah. So I always say just like say hi, like in person. Like I know you said it over DM, but like if you see a group of guys like sitting at a bar and you're like with your girlfriends, just be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, what are yeah. you up to? You know, and if they like you, then like you'll know. Yeah, I mean, you can, that's the thing. It's like, again, it doesn't even matter. Like, I remember this this girl I dated before, my current girlfriend, we were standing, walking into a venue, and I was like, I asked just a question about the venue to my buddy, and she just jumped and answered. She's like, no, they've been open for a month or whatever. She just said behind. And I turned around to look at her, and I was like, oh, this girl's gorgeous. And like, that was all it took. And then like, I think later at the bar, she like said hello or something, and but I'm like a shy dude. So it's like, I kind of need that. But, you know, it's all you need is just say a thing, feel out their reaction. Do they look like they're like into you? And that's mm-hmm. it. Like, it, it should take care of itself from there. Yeah. Because like, even if a dude is like not, like in that scenario, I'm, I was often the guy where I'm like, the whole time I'm at the venue or the bar or the show, I'm thinking about this girl, but I'm not going to go up and say hello because, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know her deal. So yeah. They so might just like give an opening. Yeah, I, I, I think that I also kind of think like if you want to be in a relationship, which I think most women do, it's kind of your job to initiate that. Like, you know, and I guess men, if they just want to get laid, like they should they should initiate that end of it. But like I kind of look at it as like if you want a thing, like say hello, like closed mouths don't get fed. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, but the relationship thing I would disagree with. Like if you if you want a relationship, are you saying like if a girl wants a relationship, she has to say I want a relationship? No, I just mean like shoot a couple shots out there. Like yeah, say yeah, yeah. say hello to people. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Put the energy out there. Yeah. Um so I feel like you're gonna say no to this because of your age again. Just have to say that. Um but I could be wrong. After a year of dating, does a guy know 100% about marriage. Uh, man, I, you know, I think age plays a, a role here, but I think in a different yeah. way than you'd expect. I think a lot of my generation and future generations are going to be a lot less keen to marriage in general. I mean, I remember I took like a meeting one time at like a TV network and they were saying like, we, we can't figure out how to market to these kids because mm-hmm. these kids don't identify as anything. They're all, they're all genderless. They're all, you know, partyless politically like they're it's I think in general we're going to have a much more open-minded generation coming out of the next 10 years and Mm -hmm. I don't like I'm my parents got divorced when I was in my 20s and the chance that I'm going to be married in my life is probably very low Mm. like and my girl kind of feels the exact same way she's like her parents divorced her parents aren't divorced her uh her mother passed away oh so it's you know kind of like a lucky divorce on the guy's end like (laughs) Like less paperwork. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just think it like, I don't know that so many men I know are dying to be married as much as like, I think more people just want to be with a good partner and be in a a good relationship. But I would argue that that has everything to do with, if you're close with your family, your parental situation. Like if you see your parents in a happy marriage, I would argue that you would probably want that too. Even if you see your parents... I don't know. I I feel like, and maybe I just come from more of like a traditional place, but the people that I surround myself with are all about marriage. 
Yeah. It's interesting because like my girl, for example, she doesn't really care about marriage, or at least that's what they tell you. Um, <laughs> she's like, I don't really care about marriage, but a ring would be awesome. And it's right. like, well, the semantics here, you know. But uh, all of her friends are that way. Like, even from a young age, like early 20s, they're like, who am I going to marry? Like, it's very mm-hmm. much a huge priority. I think, I don't know, I think that's a big pressure we put on women, but I think that's going to change. Like, women are starting to make a lot more money. Women are a lot more career-focused nowadays. And, like, I think one unfortunate truth about people in general who choose to be career focused it's like your relationship and personal life is just going to take a hit so like that's why we're seeing a ton of women who i mean even in just like the podcast space like they're they're in their 40s they're doing dating podcasts and they're all single and that's like that's like every dating show now and it's because like they hyper focus on their careers like I, i've seen la la land three times in theaters baby i got the message like you either get to be a singer or you get to fucking be in a good <laughs> i marriage. disagree i think you can have it all I mean, I would like to think that I am on the way to being probably married in the next few years and also career focused. Yeah. But also, I mean, you do this full time, right? Yeah. This is like, we don't have a very hard career. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, You know what I mean? So it's I mean, it's it's not easy, but it's definitely. um, Yeah. We're posting fucking Instagram swipe ups and we're like, (laughs) everybody assumes we work hard. So it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I work my fucking ass off. So I will say that I'm like working 24 seven, but. It is fun. I yeah. will. I will but it's also that. like we're not we're not fucking coal miners. You know what I mean? We're we're sending emails. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, facts. A, it's a different thing. Something like, that even, you even mentioned. Stand up is like yeah. I, I, I'm I think I'm going to one of your venues today. I got to go to a Soho House, but it's like I'm going to do 20 minutes of work today on stage, and that's it. Like that's yeah. the whole job, right? And then you just like chill, have a drink. Mm-hmm. Something that you mentioned on your podcast that we recorded was I'm like I'm gonna butcher it, but it was something like. About So we had like kind of a debate because you were saying like most women in the city just work in like marketing. And I was like, no, like that's not true, which (laughs) I, it's not true. They're doctors, lawyers, bankers, whatever. Um, I'm willing to bet if you did a a study of most of your listeners, if you got the demographics. I actually know what most of them do because when I dabbled in matchmaking, which we still do sometimes, everyone says what they do. And every job like blew my mind. I was like, these girls are fucking rock stars. Like we have like someone working at like HBO. We have like a pediatrician. But but those are also the girls that can afford the matchmaking service and all that. Whereas like that's not the majority of the listeners, Uh, right? I don't know about that, but I will find out because now I'm curious. But 60% are in advertising. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we'll see. But <laughs> you made a point that was just like that went really quickly, but I remembered it. It was something like about how guys don't want to date someone that's doing better than them successfully. I, I think more so what it was was because uh, I don't know that we got into that, but I think I, what I did say is we don't really give a shit what your job is. Right. Like, I, I don't like, agree with that. Uh, but elaborate. But, but elaborate. Why? I mean, it's just, okay, because the way that the dating hierarchy is set up, if you're like, if you're a woman and let's say you're talking to your parents or, uh, you know, or like friends and you're talking about a new guy you're excited about, probably within the first two questions they're going to ask is, well, what does he do? So it's like what he does is very important because in in the old world and the kind of the uh, you know the primitive ways that this is all set up, it's like the man's got to provide, the man's got to protect. Like, wh- how much does he earn? What is he capable of bringing home? You know, I mean, that's that's as little as thirty years ago. That was the fucking standard. But because men, we're not expected to. We don't look at women as like, what is she going to provide? What is she going to bring home? Mm. Like, the, especially in the way in in my house, my dad paid for everything. So very much the visual marker that I got was like, oh. My dad's going to pay for everything. My mom's going to have some bullshit side job that, like, she does for fun. So that, you know what I mean? Like, men have to present what we're offering first. And I, it's still very much like that to this day. It's like I, I tell dudes, like, dude, you want women to be interested in you? Like, do something that elevates you in public. Like, we refer to it as clout. But it's like once people started recognizing me as being funny or good at speaking— my sex life changed dramatically. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Women I will, you. women flock to that. And people in general just flock to who's building something successful. But I also don't think, so what does your girlfriend do? 
Uh, who knows? She's like uh, <laughs> she's like an astronaut or some bullshit. No, tell me. No, she um, she does like she works at like a construction company, like helps them organize and plan shit. Okay, like something like that. But she's but also if a, you were a very dating talented someone. Artist. That's awesome. Um, but if you were dating someone who didn't have a job, would that not be yeah. a turnoff? Well, it depends because it's like, well, is I think more so it comes down to like, is she passionate about shit in life? Or and a, a lot of times, honestly, as a man, it comes down to like, is she gonna have too much free time? And then that because if she if your girlfriend's got way too much free time, then she's, she's gonna, gonna put gonna a lot of extra pressure. It. Yes, it's gonna be a lot of shit on you. Of like, that's, that's true. I, I even say like to dudes, I'm like, yo, guys that like other guys that text your girl. Let them text your girl because that's one less how's your day going conversation you have to have. She's now having it with some friend zone cuck. Like, you know what I mean? You can just eliminate that. But yeah, I just think, um, I think in general, like we, we just don't really care. Like I've never asked, I never asked my guy friends when they're excited about a chick, like, what does she do? Because I just assume it's just like some, you know, job that everybody in the city has. It's like. Yeah, but I think that. Like, I think so. I think you're wrong in terms of like, have you heard of the term dink? No. What is that? Double income, no kids. So. Okay. This is like, you know, referencing when you like live with your partner, maybe you're married, whatever, but like you're sharing an income or living off both of your incomes and you don't have kids and you're living the fucking life. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell me that a guy would not be psyched as fuck if his girlfriend was making just as much money or like close to or more than he was so that they could like <laughs> live this amazing life together. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because look, I'm telling you, I think dink just more so it sounds like a term to describe how dumb men are and when it comes to money, <laughs> because like I pay for fucking everything. Like I pay for everything in the relationship. I also like I kind of have this viewpoint that men should kind of just do that. But again, I agree. like that's no, just how men I was should pay for everything. But women, it's so awesome if they have their own income. That's like a legitimate income, you know, like if. Okay, so. But that's the thing. It's like, this is the thing that drove me nuts about the fucking, you know, the wage gap, which got disproven as as bullshit, like, immediately. But, like, I love that they were claiming women were making 70 cents to the dollar. And, like, my my take on it was, like, okay, well, every 50 cents of every dollar I make gets spent on you. Uh How about all the shit that we have to spend on to go out with guys? But that's for yourself. Like, no, it's like, not. It's for okay, you. Okay, but if, if we look like, at it this do you way. Want, do you want to hook up with a girl who has like a huge raging bush and like a unibrow? Yeah, and, I would love that. As of right now, I've been in a relationship like, for two years. No that sounds nails great. done and like no makeup on. Like, like if you strip down all the things that we have to spend money on, like our hair, our nails, our makeup, our clothes, like whatever, like men have but to spend But who decided zero. that you have to spend that? That. These are all standards you guys create for yourselves to be in competition with each other because women hate each other. So it's like Mm-mm. that's that's a huge part. Like that's like not me the women buying, that listen to my podcast. They lift each other up. But all women hate each other. You guys no. pretend that you Mm-mm. fucking support one another. But that's like me that's buying a new true. pair of Jordans, and I'm like, this is for you. This is like this is the pink tax. You know what I mean? Like, but it is. I would love if my boyfriend silly. bought a new pair of sneakers. I would think they were for me in a way to like think that he looks great. You know. That's so, yo, if you were in an argument with your guy about money and he was like, babe, I bought three new pairs of shoes for, like, for me, for you, you would kick him out of the house. Like, don't even play this. Not necessarily, because I do like to dress him and tell him what to get. But no, I mean, I think that that's just bullshit. Like, if if a girl (laughs) showed up to a date with you without everything that I mentioned, like, you'd be like, are you good? Like, are you okay? Yeah, but that but this is the thing is like that's the market. It's like that's the market. She wants to be with a good man. So she has to stand out first physically and then as a person. So it's like I got to do the same shit. You know, I put in a lot like but when I get ready it takes me a fucking hour. I don't leave the house without Chanel on me. I put in a fucking effort. I I, I buy nice jewelry, I do all the things. But I never I, I don't have the audacity that women do to be like, 
I'm doing this like, you know, this is for that. No, it's like a part of it too is you feel good when you put this shit on. When you look good, you feel good. It makes your day better. You ever just walk outside, you know you fucking look good that day. It changes yeah. your whole day. It changes the way yeah. you walk. So, but this is a classic woman move is blame it on the guy just so we fucking buy you even more shit. But like, what's no, interesting to me I, yeah. is that you you think men should pay for everything. It's so interesting to me because most not women everything. believe that, but don't admit it. No, no, no. Your not words. everything. I never said that. Men should pay for dinner. Yeah, I agree with that. That's it. Like, that's literally it. Like, I split my uh, my rent with my partner. We split our vacations. Yeah. If we were to go to some, like, event that was, like, $500 a ticket, we would each pay for our ticket. Like, every now and then, like, we'll I'll treat him to things. He'll treat yeah. me to things. When you but, buy that $500 ticket, do you kind of shoot him a look? Like, you know, <laughs> the, the dentist. Like, but no, I mean, he amazing. takes care of me a lot, which is nice. He doesn't have to, but he does. But if we go to dinner... He's paying. Like that's the one thing that like is never going to change. You yeah. know. Well, so let me ask you this because obviously, as men, we gotta just the facts are we gotta bring more to the table financially. There's certain responsibilities that conventionally Perhaps. fall on. Yeah, men. yeah, yeah. But my question to you, as a woman in a relationship, is what do you do for your man to make him want to keep you as a partner? That keeps him from going like, what the fuck am I buying all these dinners for? I like, mean, everything. It's like, I, and and I actually love this question. Like I grocery shop, well, we live together. So I grocery shop and get like all his favorite shit all the time. Yeah. Like I always make sure that like all of his shit is in there, which sounds so like, like gender. Old no, no, that's just fashion. a nice little gesture. But, like, it's just like, it's what I do. And like, I make him happy all the time. Like, Which by the way, really quickly, because I, yeah. I want to hear the rest of this, but like, that is such a toxic side effect of feminism that people are like, you can't buy groceries for your partner. That's not a gendered <laughs> yeah. thing. Like yeah. if my girl comes over and cleans my apartment just because she wants to do a nice thing for me, right. she's not it's doing not that because she's a thing. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I go fucking I build her dresser or if I clean her apartment, like I agree. It, but it's there's all this insecurity now. Like so many, so many relationships that I've gotten out of was because if I'm sitting on the couch and you're up by the kitchen and I go, hey, can you grab me this thing? Or like if we're even both sitting on the couch and I go, can you do me a favor and go grab that? Like a lot of times w young women today are like, no, because they think it's like sexist. Yeah, no, but I would do the same thing if he was over there. You know, I wouldn't even think about it. Like yeah. as a fucking six foot two man. Yeah. If I was if my chick was like, hey, I don't want to get up. Can you get up and go do this thing? I'd be like, yeah, why not? Right, like just to right. not be a scumbag. Totally. And I think um, also just like. You know, the standard girlfriend shit, like I give really good back scratchies, which is like really crucial and just like show up for him and be there for him. And, you know, like when you're a good partner, like you're like their, you know, sometimes you can be their therapist, their career coach, like all yeah. of that shit. And like, I like to think I intellectually stimulate him and we spend a lot of good time together. And so like, and obviously, you know, sex, but that well, all goes Do you ever... It. Do you ever just like give your dude a blowjob, just not expecting anything back? Just here's a quick blowjob while you watch something and then you go about your day. Yeah. I mean, I think it's his, like his parents listen to the podcast sometimes. Um, but hey, you know, they want their son to be happy too. Come on. <laughs> I, I think that you should be giving a blowjob at least once a month. Um, once a month. <laughs> what are you kidding? Once a month. Yeah. That's breakup numbers. No, 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 no. Because like, but first of all, you're doing it like before sex every time, you know? Like, I don't mean like I'm not counting the foreplay blowjob. Right, yeah. I'm just talking like a straight up like dedication yeah, yeah. blowjob. An appreciation blowjob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I could go on like forever, but we probably need to wrap up, unfortunately. I'm going to ask you some poll questions. We yeah, might have to do a do part two, by the way. Yeah. You're in love and you're happy with your partner of a year, but you went on a networking lunch with a cute person and you thought, damn, I wish I were single and could go out on a date with them. Is that a red flag or no big deal? I think that's no big deal. Yeah. Like it's okay to have a crush on someone, I think. Yeah. I think it's actually healthy for you, honestly. Yeah. I tell my girl, like, uh, I, I think Patrice O'Neill used to do a, do a joke about this is like men cheat for you. Like he's trying to not hurt your feelings. So he sneaks out 
And she, no, like, he's like, that's that for shit. you. Fuck that shit. Is it normal to feel anxiety if your significant other is going to a wedding without you and their ex is going to be there? I think, I mean, I guess it's normal. I, personally, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. I, I really do just, I think the only way you can really succeed at this stuff is if you have an attitude of like, all right, if they cheat on me, that's their loss. Like that, right. they're going to end up with their fucking dumb ex and I'm going to stay winning. Like that's the right. only way you can really think about it. I like that attitude. Can you recover from telling your partner you haven't been feeling sexually attracted to them? Oh man, I think uh, I think it, you shouldn't tell your partner that in those words. Mm. I think that's like a probably a really <laughs> yeah. shitty thing to hear. Yeah, probably but not good. That I think just in that aspect, that that shit will stay with you. I think I think that'll create a a, a paranoia for a while. Yeah. So I would just say just that. avoid saying it in that way. Just mm-hmm. instead, be like, hey, guess who got us fucking spin classes? Right. You know. <laughs> Is every relationship repairable if each party is invested? No. Mm. I don't think so. Mm. I think there's just, I mean, we all all have it. You have certain people that you're like, man, I would love to be in a good relationship with this person, but it's impossible. Right. It's a a part of life is accepting that it's inherently tragedy. And it's, 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 shit's just not going to work sometimes. Yeah. Love isn't enough. Yeah. You're dating your significant other for four months and none of their friends follow you on Instagram. Is that weird or no big deal? I don't think it matters. I, I will follow my girl's friends if I meet them in person and like them. Mm. If I enjoy their company, then I'll follow them. Otherwise, it's like... that's just So if, if Lev doesn't follow you on Instagram and you're a friend of his girlfriend's, he hates you. Yeah, I just didn't care for you. <laughs> and that's fine. Like that's totally. Why is it that I'm because the I'm dating her? We have to out. be. Yeah. Um, can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that has helped you throughout the years? Oh, oh man, wow, that's a really hard. Uh, that's a hard question. Picking one. I wish you would have prepped me for that. I would have given you a fucking uh, a good one. Um, sure damn, I was good. just I was just thinking the other day that I remember the best piece of advice I ever got in my life, and now I can't remember it, but. I'll give you this one in terms of stress. A buddy of mine told me this in like the sixth grade. I remember I was like super stressed out about like a test or some bullshit. I was already failing everything at that point. But I remember this kind of like slackerish kid. He was like very calm. And I remember I was like, dude, I'm so fucking worried about this. And I was like losing sleep, you know, the, uh, for weeks. And he, he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and goes, you know, I find that things in life kind of always have to work out in some way. Things have mm-hmm. to get answered in some way. And that's, uh, I think so, all fear, like they said in Mad Men, Don Draper said, fear lies in uncertainty. And I think that's where a lot of anxiety is, is like, you don't know how it's going to end. But mm-hmm. once you say to yourself, like, okay, well, this is going to end in, in some way. It's most likely it'll be fine. It might end in an uncomfortable way. And that's fine. So when if you just accept, like, things in life generally don't usually just go unanswered of like, you're mm-hmm. not going to get closure in some way. Right. You know, so I think that's a good uh, piece of advice to have in the back of your head of just like, the thing you're worried about will probably end up fine. Yeah. Most of the time. I agree you know? with that. And if it's not, then you could play worst case scenario, which is always a good game yeah. that I like to play with my therapist. Um, Love, where can everyone find you, follow you and listen to your podcast? Uh, my podcast is called The Love First Show. It's like, uh, you know, it, you've just been on it. It's kind of like a very mean version of <laughs> what, what everyone else is doing. Uh, but yeah, it's there. You can follow my, my Instagram. That'd be great. I used to have 12,000 followers. Now I'm at nine because of some political drama. So Ooh. go follow at L-E-V-F-E-R. And then if you have, if you're on YouTube, I'm trying to build up this YouTube channel. It's It's not like any... Uh, whack bullshit. It's just the podcast and stand-up clips. And you can see me. I perform almost every single night. So you can come to a show. Oh, and cool. if you're in New York, August 5th, August 26th, I, I do this like, it's called Love Fur and Friends. It's one of the best comedy shows you'll ever go to in your life. It usually sells out, but it's just, the lineups are insane. Every It's all special guests. It's fucking great. It's just like a total no holds barred rock and roll comedy show everybody's rocking out so if you want to come to the stand august 5th august 26th we'll be partying there awesome. that's pretty much it thanks love yeah good talking to you Lindsay. 